Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Lexi Hall of the Indiana Fever. Indiana men's basketball splits a pair of games. Indiana women's basketball gives Terry Moore in her 100th Big Ten victory. Kurt Signetti completes his coaching staff. IU softball announces the 2024 season schedule. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU Athletics, so let's talk sports. We will start with Indiana men's basketball splitting a pair of games this week, 78-75 at Michigan Tuesday night, and lost to Auburn 106-74 Saturday afternoon in the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. In the Michigan game, Malik Renew scored 15 points, Khalil Ware scored 13 points and had the game-winning steal, and Mackenzie Mbako added 11 points to give the Hoosiers their first 2-0 start in the Big Ten since the 2018-19 season. The Hoosiers started the Auburn game hitting their first four three-pointers. With the game tied at 26, Auburn went on a 26-8 run to lead 52-34 at half and outscored the Hoosiers 52-42 in the second half. It's the first time since November 30th, 2021 that the Hoosiers have given up 100 points or more in a game. Malik Renew, 15 points. Khalil Ware, 13 points. Gabe Cups had 11. McKenzie and Baco added 10 points. Indiana is 7-2 on the season and will host the Kansas Jayhawks Saturday afternoon at 12.30 p.m. 16th ranked Indiana women's basketball won their Big Ten opener at Rutgers 66 56 on Saturday afternoon at Jersey Mike's Arena in Piscataway, New Jersey. The Hoosiers are 8-1 on the season and 1-0 in the Big Ten. Mackenzie Holmes scored 25 points. Sidney Parrish had a double-double of 14 points and 10 rebounds. Chloe Moore-McNeil and Yarden Garzon added 11 points. And Sarah Scalia scored 5 points as Indiana did not have a player score off the bench. The win was the 100th Big Ten win for head coach Terry Morin and the 6th straight season where the Hoosiers have won their Big Ten opener and 5th straight win over Rutgers. After the game, Sydney Parrish announced she will return for her fifth and final season. Parrish played two years at Oregon before coming back to Indiana. Athletes that played during the 2021 season were awarded an extra season of eligibility due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Chloe Moore McNeil and Ariel Wisney could return next season, but they have not announced their future plans. The Hoosiers will be back in action one week from tonight when they host the Evansville Purple Aces at 7 p.m. New IU football head coach Kurt Signetti has completed his 10-member coaching staff with offensive line coach Bob Bostad, the only holdover from former head coach Tom Allen's staff. Seven members will come with Signetti from James Madison, including offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach Mike Shanahan, quarterbacks coach Tino Sinceri, running backs coach John Miller, special teams and tight ends coach Grant Kane, defensive coordinator and linebackers coach Brian Haynes, and defensive line and defensive tackle coach Pat Kuntz. Buda Williams comes from Colorado State and will coach the defensive linemen and defensive ends. Ola Adams comes from Penn State and will coach the safeties. And Rod Ojong comes from Charlotte to coach the safeties. Derek Owens, who was the strength and court conditioning coach at James Madison, will come with Signetti to IU and hold the same position. There are still 
strength and conditioning staff positions to be filled out. Indiana University softball announces the 2024 season schedule. The Hoosiers will be tested early and often featuring eight teams who reached the 2023 NCAA tournament and three teams that hosted the Super Regionals. The Hoosiers will open the season February 8th through 11th in Clearwater, Florida, followed by tournaments in Troy, Alabama and Tucson, Arizona. The Hoosiers will host the Hoosier Classic March 1st through 3rd in the Indiana Classic March 8th through 10th. The Hoosiers will play in the Florida Tournament March 15th and 17th and will open Big Ten play at Penn State March 22nd through 24th. The Hoosiers will host Michigan March 29th through 31st in the Big Ten home opener. And the Big Ten Tournament will be in Iowa May 8th through the 11th. Scott Bless has retired as Bloomington North's football coach. The 58-year-old decided that the 2023 season would be his last. He was 92-111 and in 19 years at Bloomington North and 108-140 and in 24 years overall, which included five years at South Eugene High School in Oregon. The Cougars completed their first unbeaten regular season in school history, going 9-0 and before falling to Bloomington South in the sectional semifinals. He won the school's only sectional championships in 2010 and 2013 and a regional title in 2013. He will remain at Bloomington North as a teacher and assistant athletic director. The Indiana Pacers lost to the Los Angeles Lakers 123-109 in the first ever NBA in-season tournament championship game in Las Vegas Saturday night. The Pacers beat the Milwaukee Bucks 128-119 in the semifinals on Thursday in Vegas and the Boston Celtics 122-112 in the quarterfinals on Monday in Indianapolis. The Pacers finished 4-0 in group play, winning over Cleveland 121-116, Philadelphia 132-126, Atlanta 157-152, and Detroit 136-113. Indianapolis will get a pro volleyball team starting in 2025. The Pro Volleyball Federation announced Indianapolis will be the league's 10th market, The league is set to begin in 2024, but Indianapolis will start in 2025. The league has teams in Atlanta, Columbus, Grand Rapids, Omaha, Orlando, San Diego, and Las Vegas, and will start in 2024. Dallas and Kansas City will start in 2025. Announcements on a team name and logo, front office and coaching staff, and venue will be announced at a later date. For the second time in his young pro soccer career, Indiana University men's soccer alum Aiden Morris is an MLS Cup champion. Morris and Columbus crew defeated LAFC 2-1 in the MLS Cup final Saturday at Lower.com Field in Columbus. Morris started and played all 90 minutes in the match. The title marks the second in four seasons for Morris and the crew as he signed a homegrown contract with Columbus on January 14, 2020, following his freshman season at IU, before helping his club get to the final as a rookie in the final. 3-0 over the Seattle Sounders that year, he became the youngest player to start an MLS Cup final at 19 years old. Morris has established himself as one of the best midfielders in Major League Soccer. At the end of the regular season, he ranked third in the league in tackles one with 58. Fourth in accurate pass percentage with 92.0 and tied for 21st with 44 interceptions. He was named an MLS All-Star finalist for MLS Young Player of the Year and ranked third in the league's 22 under 22 list. In January, he received his first call-up to the United States men's national team before earning his cap against Serbia in the same month. He has earned three more roster calls, including a spot on the Gold Cup roster, made four total appearances for the national team, 
and was called in October to the United States training camp as the national team builds up to the 2024 Olympics in Paris. He is one of six Hoosiers to win an MLS Cup as a Columbus Crew player. Four Hoosiers, Pat Noonan, Brian Plotkin, Danny O'Rourke, and Jed Zaner were a part of the Crew's first league title in 2008. Grant Lillard was Morris's teammate during the 2020 title. And current Indiana men's soccer coach Todd Yeagley, who coached Morris during his lone season in 2019, Columbus win its first trophy, the 2002 U.S. Open Cup. Yeagley, of course, played seven seasons for the crew from 1996 to 2002. So congratulations to Aiden Morris on winning his second MLS Cup title with the Columbus crew. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard in girls basketball. Bloomington North 56-39 over Owen Valley. Bloomington South 52-37 over Martinsville. Lighthouse Christian 55-1 over Providence Cristo Ray. Edgewood 69-25 over South Vermillion. Center Grove 55-24 over Bloomington South. Mooresville 59-38 over Bloomington North. Paoli 48-18 over Edgewood. Lighthouse Christian wins the Southern Roads conference tournament so congrats to head coach and friend of the show brian brown beat Carrollton 60 to 29 7 oaks 65 34 and medora 55 41 and boys basketball mooresville christian 70 39 over lighthouse christian bloomington north 79 48 over mooresville bloomington south 63 55 over southport South Vermillion, 65-52 over Edgewood. Crothersville, 67-40 over Lighthouse Christian. Franklin Central, 63-40 over Bloomington North. And Edgewood, 67-50 over Bloomfield. And girls swimming, Bloomington South, 108-67 over Edgewood. Boys swimming, Bloomington South, 107-45 over Edgewood. And wrestling, Edgewood, 48-22 over Greencastle. And Bloomington North, 59-18 over Bedford North Lawrence. As a look at our high school scoreboard, when we come back, we will talk with Lexi Hall of the Indiana Fever. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to MyInjuryCase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. She completed her second season with the Indiana Fever. She won a gold medal for USA Basketball at the 3-on-3 tournament in the Pan American Games. 
She is the pride of Stanford University. She wears number 10. Lexi Hall is my guest. Lexi, it is a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Of course. Thanks for having me. You are more than welcome. So, of course, you've completed your second year with the Indiana Fever. Being in Indiana the last two years, what have you learned about the state of Indiana and their love of basketball? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty apparent. I know we love our fans. We love the support that the city of Indianapolis and then the people of Indiana as a whole bring to our team. I've met so many fans that have said they've driven, you know, hours to come watch us play. And it's just exciting to see, you know, more and more fans come, even comparing this past season to the year before. Now, you're originally from Spokane, Washington. Had you ever been to Indiana before you got drafted? I had not. No. So first time in Indiana was packed up my bag from Stanford and came here, but it's been great ever since. Now, I know at the end of the year, you were out for a couple games with a shoulder injury. I know you've been in Indianapolis for the off season. How is your shoulder doing? How are you feeling? Shoulder feels great. Um, I feel great. It's been great, you know, to get back in the gym, work out with our coaches weekly, work out with our strength trainer. I feel really good, and I'm just, you know, more and more excited to get the season here. So what made you decide that you were going to stay in Indianapolis for the offseason? You could have, of course, gone back to Washington State. You could have gone overseas and play, but why did you mm-hmm. decide that Indianapolis was where you needed to be this offseason? So a couple things. I'm still contemplating going overseas in the new year, so um, this is kind of like a, a half offseason situation as of right now, but that could change depending on what happens with those contracts. But for me, it was I wanted to be at a place where I had the best facilities, the best chance to get better and work on my game. And we also have a team marketing agreement with the Fever. So I am here getting to work with them, do appearances, and then work out. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Speaking of appearances, you've got to do a lot of stuff through the offseason. You've made a lot of appearances, doing a lot of community work. Is that something that's always been important to you, even from your days in high school and at Stanford? For sure. I think it's super important to give back when you have the time. And right now it's been really special to be able to get to do a lot of those different appearances and work with people that I don't normally get to work with and see different groups and interact with different groups that I normally am not around. So it's been really rewarding, really awesome. And Beaver staff and team is doing a really great job of helping, you know, get those appearances set up for me. I know attending college out on the West Coast, your family, of course, was out there a lot. You played with your twin sister, Lacey, all through high school, and you two won a national championship at Stanford. When you came to Indiana, it was probably one of the first times that you didn't have her by your side. How hard has it been not to have her around all the time? But of course, know that she's still there to support you. Yeah, I mean, that was probably the biggest change thing to get used to. Because obviously, you know, people go away to college and it's that first year, that freshman year where they're seeing everything new. They're on their own. Their experiences are are truly their own. And I didn't really have that experience going to college because I had a piece of my family with me the whole time going through all of the exact same experiences and trials and tribulations. And to be able to have someone with you makes it a lot easier. So I think coming to Indy without her, she was done with basketball by then, so not It was my first practice, first game, first, you know, like everything without her for 22 years. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a change and something that took me 
I feel like all all of my rookie season to get used to. You have a couple teammates on the Fever: Grace Berger, Aaliyah Boston, Victoria Saxon, who you all played against in in college. So now mm-hmm. having them as teammates, what is that like? And then you have, of course, a couple teammates from Stanford, like Haley Jones on other teams. So how weird is it to go up against Haley now in the WNBA and have some of the players that you have with you on the fever on your same team? It's really, it's really cool. Both sides, you know, obviously Haley's a good friend of mine would have loved to end up on the same team as her and who knows what the future holds for us, but it's really cool to get to cheer her on and in a new league on a new team and see her evolve as a player it makes it even more fun to go play in her city because then there's someone, you know, you can go grab a bite to eat with, hang out with and, and catch up. So that's always really fun. Um, I will say also it's crazy. You know, we play against these players in college and you don't know them as people hardly at all. So you just know them as competitors. And I think that's been my favorite thing playing with the girls that came in last year that I played against in college was getting to know them off the court and see their personalities, see what interests them, because you don't know any of that when you're playing them for one game in a season. Now, one of your teammates at Stanford, of course, was Cameron Branch. She's finishing up her career at Stanford and probably headed to the WNBA this offseason, although she could come back next year. What have you seen from her and just from playing with her to now watching her develop and become the player she's been? She's one of my favorite people and one of my favorite people to watch. Obviously, she came in as a freshman and she was really, really good. Um, And I think the thing that's impressed me the most is how much she's improved over the years. Her free throw, she came in as a freshman and her free throw percentage, I think, was not at all what she wanted it to be. And to see her just improve in that area alone. Now this, I think she has the second longest streak ever of free throws made. So when she sets her mind to something, she gets it done. And that's something that I'm super proud of her for, especially now, you know, she's a leader on that team and seeing her step into that role is really awesome. And and being able to watch her this year and just really excited for what the future holds for her. You played for a Hall of Fame coach in, in Tara Vanderveer. I'm sure that she taught you so much about the game of basketball and, and life in general. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's she's one of the best, will forever be one of the best. Yeah, I'm just, I'm really honored and, and blessed that I was able to play under her. The state of Indiana, of course, college basketball as a whole, lost a legend in Bob Knight, who coached in Indiana University for 29 years, an icon in this state. Coach Vanderveer, of course, was at IU when he was here and she took a class under him. Did she ever talk about him or anything during your time at Stanford? Not that I can necessarily remember. I I will say she always pulls her experiences and lessons that she's learned from others and has taught us. But I mean, I, I don't know specifically the lessons from him, but I know she really, really enjoyed her time in Indiana. I think especially playing them this past year, it's always fun for her to play Indiana. Now, she'll get to come back for the first time as the Stanford head coach next year to play Indiana and Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Is that a game that you may possibly uh, come down and support her? A hundred percent. Yeah. If I'm if I'm around, I'll be there for sure. How often do you get back to Stanford? I try to go back as often as I can, but unfortunately, it's not as often as I'd like. Um, This year, I went back once and I watched the women's team play Duke and then also the football play their big game which is always fun a lot of alumni go a lot of my friends former teammates went so it's always great to try to you know plan 
trips out there where my former teammates are also going out. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back more with Lexi Hall after this quick timeout, this is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Tyler Smith, girls basketball coach at Crawfordsville High School and editor for IndieSportsLegends.com. And I listen to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest Indiana Fever, now third-year player, Lexi Hall wears number 10. Lexi, we were talking about your time at Stanford, your time in Indiana, everything. You got to go to Santiago, Chile for the Pan American Games, win a gold medal with the three-on-three basketball team. How cool was just Chile in general and the whole experience of playing in such a big event like the Pan American Games? It was really, really awesome. No, I say this every time I talk about this, but it's always an honor to represent our country, especially at an event like that where there's other sports there. All the other times I've represented U.S. has been three-on-three only, and those are the only athletes that are at the event. But this one had hundreds and hundreds of athletes from across the Americas. And so to get to kind of get, get to meet them, get to talk to them, get to pick their brain about their sports, it was really, really awesome. I'm sure that the opening ceremony was just a sign unto itself. How how cool is it to march into the stadium with all the other athletes from all the other countries and, of course, all your teammates on Team USA? It was really, really cool. And I, you know, going down there, I didn't really ex- know what to expect in terms of how big it was, how big of a deal it was for even the people of Chile. But the place, the arena was packed. People were screaming. Flags were getting waved. It's just it's really special because you see how every country is so patriotic in their own for their own country and then to be able to be one of the athletes representing the U.S. it's just it's so it was really really cool. Sounds like a a great experience who were your teammates on the team? So Azrae Stevens who plays with the Sparks and then Sierra Burdick and Blake Diedrich who have been playing in the three-on-three circuit this past year and they played in the W a couple years ago. We had a great, you know, balanced team, two players with a lot, a lot of three-on-three experience, and then two from the WNBA. So it was it was really fun and first time playing with them, which was great. Now, Stanford's in the Pac-12, and unfortunately, the Pac-12 is dissolving. Have you wrapped your head around the fact that Stanford's going to be in the ACC and other teams are headed to the Big 12 and the Big 10? 
No, no, I have not wrapped my head around it, and I wish I didn't have to. I, I love, I loved playing in the Pac-12, and I know my family loved me playing in the Pac-12 because you know it's close, close to home and st- on the same time zone, and I mean everything. It just was so great. So it's going to take, I think, a couple years to get used to, but I'm excited, you know, to see how the team does in a different league with different teams, different players. Going to be a transition for sure. What was beside Maple's Pavilion? What was your favorite arena in college to play in? Hmm. I mean, I loved playing at UW, University of Washington, because being from Washington, I had a lot of friends and family that were always able to make it out. And I, I love Seattle. So that, that was probably my, my favorite outside of Maple's, of course. Now you're closer to Washington State. Was that not up there on your... Yeah, it's up there. I, I enjoy... There was, I feel like there's more things to do outside of the basketball game in Seattle. So I think that's kind of why WSU is definitely close second, though. What was your, besides, obviously, you love playing in Gamebridge Fieldhouse, but I, I'm sure that Climate Fledge Arena in Seattle is one of your favorite places to go back to and play. For sure. And it being a new arena, it was it's a really, really cool space and also felt like a home game for me. Only have a couple minutes left. I just wanted to hit on the fact that your academic career has been uh, amazing. You were a four-point student in high school. You have your bachelor's and master's in management and science and engineering from Stanford. All sorts of academic awards. I I know you're only 24 and basketball is going to be here for a while, but have you thought about what you're going to do afterwards? I haven't. I mean, I have and I haven't. I feel like I'm just trying to gain as much life experience as possible and see what opportunities there are when basketball is over. But it's a part of my life that I'm I'm excited about, but also I'm not itching to get there anytime soon. (laughs) Lexi, I I really appreciate the time. I congratulate you on all your success. You've done a great job. You've represented the fever well. Is there anything that you want to say to the fans before we sign off? Just that we we really love you guys, and we love the support that you give us. And I think that our team, our staff, is really, really excited for next season. And I hope that you guys can get just as excited. And especially we'll see on Sunday with the draft lottery coming out what pick we're going to get this year. But I know we're really excited, and we're excited to have you guys back in GameBridge. Well, we are excited to get to see you back on the court wearing that Famous number 10 for the Indiana (laughs) Fever. And and Lexi, I really thank you very much for the time. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you. And we'll see you in the spring when the Fever hit the floor. Thank you very much. Great speaking with you. My thanks to Lexi Hall for being my guest this week. And special thanks to the Indiana Fever's Director of Public Relations, Ryan Stevens, for arranging this interview. It is a very light week in IU Athletics. Finals are on campus this week, so we wish all the students the best of luck in their finals. And, of course, safe travels home for the holidays. Saturday, men's basketball will host Kansas, 12.30 p.m. on CBS. It is a stripe out, so the sections will alternate between red and white. So check IUHoosiers.com for which section you are to wear, if it's red or white. Monday, women's basketball will host Evansville, 7 p.m. on Big Ten Plus. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jengison. Join us throughout the week on social media, and Monday nights right here for more Talking Sports.
This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.